you guys and gals. James Patrice here, recording this intro from me hot press. <laughs> the glamour. Social distancing, of course, will not stop us from taking a look back at some of my favourite moments from the Dancing with the Stars podcast. So, get the kettle on, have a bicky or two, and sit back for the next few minutes as we revisit Mary Kennedy telling us about her son getting papped at his confirmation, as you do, Brian Dowling paying tribute to his lovely mum, and Lottie Ryan explaining how she learned to not care what anyone else thinks. How is? I'm James Patrice, and just like our pro dancers, I am quite literally bouncing my way on a trampoline into the new season of Dancing with the Stars. It's Lottie Ryan and Mary Kennedy and Juan Nibiello. And uh, the three of us are just um, after seeing all the boys putting on their performances and my God, have the boys put in a massive amount of work. Yes, and I have to say, there's a great team spirit, isn't there? We've been rooting for the boys in rehearsal and they're they're fab. And they have been working really, really hard. It's just nice to kind of see them do really well as well, but I'm still really nervous for next week because we're dancing as well, yeah. Brian, we've Aidan, Nikki, and Michael. Lads, I'm interrupting your lunch. Do you mind? No, not at all. Oh, yeah, can you make us a cup of tea? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, uh, but how do you take your tea, Nikki? A tiny bit of honey, actually. Honey? Why? Because I gave up sugar years ago, and the honey just gives me that little bit of kick I need. Okay, that, that's an expert tip there. What was that, Ryan? He's sweet enough. Uh, he can't give you any points. I <laughs> know, yeah. Worth a shot, though, isn't it? Uh, Michael Carruth, talk to me. How are you? I feel like I want to give you a hug. Are you all right? I'm great, yeah. Listen, it's an injury, but we can get by it. Yeah, so and look, at least it didn't happen last week because you're kind of sitting back a little bit this week. So of all the weeks for it to happen, yeah, obviously you didn't want it last week, and obviously didn't want it closer to, to next week as well. So it's it, probably the right time it hit me, you know. So and I was just going to say, uh, everyone around here is laughing as as Michael speaks. Nicky goes. I think it's so ironic that the toughest man in the competition is out injured with a calf strain. Now, when I was off doing a Facebook Live, like I said, I do love Dancing with the Stars. Producer Kate caught up with Father Rage to see why he thinks he got a one. Yes, a one from Brian Redmond. Fitness levels. How have you found that over the last few weeks? You must be getting super fit. I'm not sure a 66-year-old man can get super fit. Um, the only good thing about it is I've lost about eight or nine pounds in weight. Now, that's the most positive part of it. But... Um, you know, I'm also trying to get into my head that I'm not a 27-year-old or a 37-year-old. So my dance movements are all slower compared with some of the other contestants. So, but um, the judges don't see it that way. They just see a dance. They want it. And if I can't deliver, then that's why I got a one last week. Oh, Jen, I don't know what it is. I'm just so nervous this week. Are you? What's wrong? I think it's the elimination, the whole lot. I, I, I'm just very stressed. You, lo- you look stressed. Oh. You don't look great now, to be honest with well, you. It's you terrible. always look amazing, so you must really be stressed. I, 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 I'm, I'm up to high dough. I am. Okay, okay. Well, this is what I always do. I have some really nice, relaxing, chill-out music, and this will sort you out, oh, okay? Oh, play it there. Here we go. for Janie's but come on Jen, we just started the podcast for the first elimination I thought this was a fantastic show everybody bought their A game as best they could I thought Lottie was through the roof Ryan was sublime and I have to say you know Michael and Father Ted or Father even as I call him Father Ted did their best but you know what it's unfortunate one day it went home, but somebody had to go home. But look, I'm looking forward to next week. Onwards and upwards. 
I'm backstage right across the production of Dancing with the Stars and one of the busiest people out here in Ardmore is creative director extraordinaire of the entire series, the one and only Darren Bennett. Darren, how are you? You've caught me running in between uh, costume and lighting and set and everywhere. I have to say, Darren, you are like a swan. You know, you glide around the place, but you're doing 50 million things underneath it all. Well, you know, that that's for me, it's about the look of the show and there's so many facets to this whether it's costume, choreography, lighting, graphics, you know, the storytelling, you know, all those things have to come into play. And, and for me, it's, I always think about it like you're cooking a meal. You miss one ingredient out, just spoils the whole thing. So for me, my job is, is to sort of feed out all those design ideas to, to the teams. Uh, they go off and they do their amazing work and then it all comes back. And then, you know, we put it all into play uh, on the weekend for the live show on Sunday. People think, ah, sure, the pro dancers throw an L number together and then that's it but like it comes down to you I suppose choosing the dances you go as far as choosing the colour eyeshadow for, for, for someone well again you know it all starts with you know it all starts with the music it all starts with the concept it all starts with the idea uh, and once you've got that then you can you know you can then sort of layer it from there and for me sort of where we're now on what we are so we're on week three but I have already done the music for week eight whoa the next couple I name will be going home and leaving the competition tonight. Glenda and Robert. A total shock result. I'm literally running around the dance floor here. The press are gathering around Glenda to speak. I'm going to grab her very quickly and, uh, and try and get her for a quick chat because as if she hasn't enough to do. She's answering a million questions now. Glenda, everyone is in shock. <laughs> literally. Well, don't be. This is the name of the game. You know, it's an entertainment show. People voted for me to go, others to stay. So that's the way it goes. Yeah. Listen, it's all, they'll be back in studio tomorrow learning their next dance. They'll be long forgotten. Ryan Andrews, most memorable year. This week, it's it's a bit of a different one this week. It's, it's I think, an emotional one. Um, so it was 2008. Um, um, I was increasingly being more hunched over mm. and my posture and it, it, didn't, it didn't, didn't necessarily look right yes. or kind of normal. Yes. So it was brought to my, um, my parents' attention. And so then, yeah, like, crumbling had an x-ray on my back and then kind of results came back and it was scoliosis and Sherman's kyphosis. Wow. So scoliosis, a curvature mm -hmm. of the spine, which more people would... It, it, it's a bit more common. A bit more yeah, common. Yeah. And then the Sherman's kyphosis is the, the roundature of the yes. shoulders. That's kind of the, of the, the basic So and, and when you put the two together, because I actually podcast listeners have it as well yes which we've chatted about before right yeah so it's kyphoscoliosis yeah. because why would they give you kypho or scoliosis when they can give you the whole lot ah sure you know throw it all in me as well yeah. and it's actually funny like because i've never talked about this before you haven't uh, next up it's Sinead, Brian and Mary. I've been a Eurovision fan since 1970 when Dana won. So I went for the audition to present in 1993. Mm. And um, I was told, as Brian would say, bye. Yes. <laughs> Can we just get that, Brian? Bye. Bye. Oh, yes. So the same the next year, I went for the audition. And bye. Was bye. <laughs> no, in 1995, I did get to present it. On your own? Yes. Mary didn't own. need a co-host. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so no. it's very telling, though, I think, yes. of 
the person she is and tell the qualities and stuff. Yeah. Well, I loved doing it. I must say it was very special. And uh, Norway won that year, mm. Secret Garden, with that beautiful, beautiful piece, Nocturne. But they did have an Irish connection because the violinist, uh, Fanula Sherry and Rolf Loveland had written it and uh, she performed it. I mean, Mary, it must be a great thing for you. You've had this incredible career. We all say it. Yeah, of course. Oh, you okay. are the queen of yeah. Irish broadcasting, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. And you get to now do something in your, your new chapter, which <laughs> references the old one as well. It must be a lovely connection for the two. It brings it all back. It was a very special time. My children were small, but even they had a sense of how big the Eurovision yeah, was. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they just loved the whole, the excitement. My, my son, who's now 33, made his communion the Saturday before. Oh, when we came out of the church, there were loads of photographers of there wanting to take photos. The glamour. I know. They the just good old days. <laughs> Bring them back. Amazing. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was fab. Yeah. Sinead. Yes. When, when I heard, first of all, that Sinead O'Carroll was doing Dancing with the Stars, I died inside as a major <laughs> yes. pop fan. Yeah. Sinead, I suppose it's all about important years. Mm. Say la vie. Yeah. That changed your life, didn't it? Yeah, no, it definitely did because actually we were on a development deal with a boy band and it was us. And then wow. Say la vie happened and then what happened was they the record company ran with us and then they shelved the boy band. Whoa. So if Say la vie didn't happen, you know, we wouldn't have Can I ask you know, who that boy band were? I can't mm. remember. I can't oh, remember. Oh, I love it. She doesn't even know their name. Oh they yeah, oh. they were that irrelevant oh. to me. Gone. <laughs> Disappeared without choice. Yeah, bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> The Mary version. I, I prefer the Mary version. Yeah. I want that as my text. Mary Candy should be Salon. Yeah. Salon. <laughs> Lottie Ryan, most memorable year, 2011. It is when your career began. Radio kind of just kept knocking on the door. I was really adamant that I wasn't getting involved because I just thought they'll never let me be myself. You'll I'll always I'll be, always be yeah. impaired and the shoes are too big to fill. Mm. And I just was, I just wasn't interested in having a life of comparison. And in but, th- but that's amazing because some people would almost jump on that chance. Like, right, I'll walk straight in here. But you wanted to do your own thing. I just wanted yeah. to be my own person and I had ideas of what kind of shows and what job I wanted for myself and what Mm. I wanted to do with my career and I felt I needed that's probably why I moved to New York for so long was because I just wanted to get away Yeah. Um, and I just by chance agreed to do something um, very small on 2FM and really quickly it snowballed and that was the year I kind of learned you really have to not care about other people's opinions and you really do have to just do what makes you happy what you're comfortable with and what makes you feel at home and I felt at home in the radio studio like some people they might get annoyed if, if people are always like oh your dad your dad but do you, do you like it because it's I suppose people are remembering him all the time through you I think I spent years hating it mm. if I'm being totally honest it's Understandable, o- yeah. only really when I came into my 30s I realised hang on a sec I feel like people have been making me feel guilty for who my dad is for so long mm. I'm so proud of my dad of course you like are. he was incredible at what he did if I have an ounce of his talent inside me I want to shade it from the rooftops mm. I'm not embarrassed by this and I think I spent a long time not being embarrassed but feeling like it was something Almost I was like you, yeah you, you couldn't mention it you yeah. know because people would say Asha she's only doing that exactly. now next up in my dressing room it's Aidan Grania and Michael I don't look at myself as a hero I look at myself as a, as a boxer who went to the Olympic Games and I done well I done very good um, 
I, I hate using the word nobody because I went over to nobody. And to me, everybody's a somebody. So with that, you know, and then I became a somebody because I went and won the Olympic Games and I don't like that. I just don't like that stigmat about anybody. So it was one of those type of things. And you can't help it. It was like m microwave fame because all of a sudden, and overnight, I became famous. I became Michael Crute, not just Michael Crute, the, mm -hmm. the soldier of boxing, Michael Crute, the Olympic champion. So it was nothing I could do about it. Um, hair then. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but come here, you had to get rid of the hair for the dancing. That's true. Yeah. You become with aerodynamic, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I'm getting your eyes and I'm getting more Karen's uh, hair than my uh, eyes now than anything else. Exactly, and dresses and everything else. So it's Me, Granny can't see a thing with all the hair. There's too, too much, so I'm considering doing the same thing, Michael, to be honest. <laughs> I think it could really work. It could. And Granny, of course, your year is the year you won Miss Universe Ireland. Yeah. You wouldn't be, as you said, the, the most outwardly confident glamazon queen. No. You just kind of didn't fall into it, but it, it was a bit unexpected for you. It was. It was unexpected, and it was something that took a lot of work. Mm. You know, it wasn't like... I just kind of went into it and then suddenly, you know, these opportunities came and it was so easy for me. Like, it took... It took hard work and it took a lot for me to put myself out there. Um, and I suppose confidence comes with those things. Mm. When you look back on a Grania, what was it like? <laughs> I mean, was it in Thailand? So Miss Universe was held in Thailand. So after I won Miss Universe Ireland, we flew out to Miss Universe um, in Bangkok. But it was so exciting and I couldn't wait to, to actually start the competition and yeah. meet all the other girls and kind of just see what it would really be like. Like, was it going to be like Miss Congeniality? Yeah. Which it's and not. Oh, <laughs> damn it, anyway. Michael's particular. It's, it's your favourite film, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of Sandra Bullock. Yes, yeah. For me, it was like... I almost had no idea what I was getting into. Yeah. And then there was some girls, obviously, that, you know, this was their life. Come on, was there any, like, did you, were you cutting up swimsuits? Were you throwing <laughs> oil on the runway? Come on, <laughs> give us a bit of dirt. No, do you know what? There wasn't, I had heard stories from previous pageants of, like, girls putting um, chilli powder in, on, on other girls' contact lenses. What? Before she was, she didn't know about it before, before she went down to her eyes. Would that blind you? I mean, that would be, like... You could go to jail for that. Oh. But remember, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Father Ray, we have to talk about Britain's Got Talent. That was an amazing experience, Britain's Got Talent. I had no intention but this, of doing it. Yeah. And I just felt that I didn't want to do it. But And especially to go up and sing in front of Simon Cowell. Like, mm. no way, Jose, no way. It's strange, you know, that, that, that I think in a personal sense I remember getting loads of emails from people what the song meant to them and one lady mm. particularly sent an email to me who had been in chronic pain for many many years and she said for some reason I was up in the middle of the night with pain and I was ready to go and she says I switched on the, 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 my, my computer and I was going through YouTube and you came up and she says I watched it and she says I cried and cried and she says a calmness come over me like the Holy Spirit she says and she says you don't know that you've saved my life Some lovely chats there from our stars in week five. Honestly, they were all just so, so wonderful this year. They really were. And another favourite moment of mine was, of course, Switch Up Week, where both couples Brian Dowling and Kai Widrington and Lottie Ryan and Emily Barker made Irish television history. Yes, they did. With same-sex partners. 
and I can't tell you the amount of messages I've been getting over the last two days has been phenomenal from people whose sons and daughters came out to them over Christmas and saying stuff like I'll sit down with my son daughter proud on Saturday evening and watch the show as a family not everyone can live their life to the fullest and I can wear what I want go where I want and do what I want not a lot of people are lucky enough to have that and Kai and I both said that if this dance helps just one person to have an honest conversation or one person to say this is who I am then completely worth it because that's really what it's about Do you know what guys and gals I think it's about time all you beautiful podcast listeners got to know the queen of our judging panel Every week, head judge Lorraine Barry is the rose between our thorny Brian Redmond and our sparkling Julian Benson. As we head into the second half of this year's run with the dance-off, yes, the dance-off, making its return, I really want to know all about this fabulous lady. I can't keep up with you on Instagram, Lorraine. Mm. One week you're in Hong Kong, the next you're in New York, <laughs> yeah. then you're back here in Bray. Exactly. I mean, mm. it, it goes without saying you're, mm. the passion that you have for dance is... I say it's insurmountable. Mm, it know. really is. I I love it. I truly do. I you know, in the morning I wake up and it's music straight away for me. And uh, I love dancing and I love helping people. Is there, are there ever some weeks where you yourself think maybe I was a bit harsh there, or maybe I shouldn't have said that? Or will you mm. always stand by what you say? I absolutely a hundred percent stand by what I say. I definitely if I've there's never any malice connected to me. You know when I say something and that there's n- there's no malice there but the truth sometimes hurts but you need the truth to understand perhaps why you're not getting that Mm -hmm. better score another week another elimination if you give me the same names then on a majority of the two out of three they will be going through if not then Lorraine will have the deciding vote so Brian who would you like to take through to next week's show is it going to be Sinead and Ryan or Lottie and Pasquale? Well, this has been this is a bit like being asked that dreadful question, you know, to pick your favourite child. I mean, I'm so proud of everything that both of you have done, not just tonight, throughout the season. And I'm not going to comment on the dancing. I'm just going to say that the couple I'm taking through to next week is Lottie and Pasquale. Congratulations, Lottie and Pasquale. He's a world-famous pop star, former Strictly contestant and our long-serving host. As we race towards week 10, Nikki Byrne joins me in the podcast for a proper chat in the dressing room. I also got absolutely lambasted weekly by the judges, particularly Craig Revel Horwood, who is a lovely guy off camera, but Mm. my God, did he hammer me on camera. Really? And a very funny story, actually. On the the night I got voted off, where you go back to the bar at the old BBC television centre, and I'd been voted off, and I'd been hammered every week. I'm in the bar, I'm kind of a little, I'm devastated because I wanted Mm. to win the show. What week did you make it to Nick? Quarterfinal. Wow. And my mum is sitting there, and she's talking to one of the producers of the show, having a great old natter, as Irish mammies do. And anyway, Craig comes over having a, a little chat and I saw by the way Craig this is my mum so picture my mum sitting Irish mum sitting down at the table Craig and me are standing uh, standing up and I said Craig this is my mum and Craig bends and puts his hand out to shake her hand and she left him hanging <gasps> she didn't know he'd hammered no! me every week and I got a little bit embarrassed and I went oh mum I said you know it, 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 Craig I said he's, he's playing a role there? as yeah. well like he's playing Mr Nasty and he and she, he went to her oh I'm you know I'm really sorry I'm, I'm, I'm only judging or I'm only playing a role whatever and my mom said, well, I don't care. He's my son. <gasps> and oh. I was like, oh, yes, mom. 
absolutely no one wants to go home before the semi-finals. But unfortunately, someone's got to. Father Ray, ah, uh, come here to me. How are you? How are you feeling I'm good, after that? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I'm just so thrilled that the top four dancers in the whole competition are in the final. I'm grabbing my microphone and I'm taking a walk around the set to see how our cast and crew are dealing with this surreal situation. Grania, aka Goldilocks. Grania, I'm once again chasing after you with a microphone. Hello, finalist. Hello there. How are you? I'm great. How are you keeping? I am still in a state of shock, I won't lie. But at least I wasn't didn't know this last night because I wouldn't have slept, so therefore, you know. You've had some sleep. I do see a good hefty cup of coffee there beside you, Grania. See, you know, I am like shaking the coffees in my hand. Oh, God, this is it. And Grania, will you keep up the dancing? No. <laughs> uh, I knew it. <laughs> I'm the only one that says that. Everyone else, oh, maybe you. No. <laughs> Well done, Lottie Ryan and Pasquale, well done. Well, what can you say to me, Lottie? I just... <laughs> I'm in a state of shock, completely. I, I have no, like, I'm just going to say, for somebody who has been obsessed with this show for four years... If you had told me when this show first started that one day I could, if I put the work in, stand here with this, I never would have believed you. So there you have it, guys and gals. That is a wrap on season four. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast each week. And here's to even more glitz and glam next year. We can't wait.